Yes, indeed. Good Super Bowl Sunday morning. It is 11:19 on the East Coast. 32 degrees and snow showers. But they playing the game out on the West Coast. They ain't they don't they're not gonna play no no Super Bowl in the East Coast and the northern East Coast at that anymore. But it's Super Bowl Sunday nonetheless. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise. Presented by the Sun the Sideline Junkies. Uh, this is the last Sunday rise of the NFL season, so everything else now is just Sunday rise, and we'll be talking about whatever's on our mind, you know, basketball matchups and uh, things of that nature. But, you know, we go heavy NFL on Sunday. We do, we do, we do. Um, Man, uh, we, we did a, a vote with the fans and people, you know, listeners and supporters about putting together the greatest Super Bowl team of all time. Let's start there. Let's start there. Be joined by the boss, BJ, momentarily. So while we wait for the boss to come through, uh, let's do this whole Super Bowl super team. All right. Now, leading this, now this is all voted on by members of our Sideline Junkies 24-7 group on Facebook. If you're not a part of that, make sure you go ahead and you you, you search Sideline Junkies. 24-7 on Facebook, and you get in there and you get in that conversation because there's always something going on in there. We're always posting discussions. You know, it, your opinion is your opinion. Nobody's going to bash you. Like, I had somebody bash me uh, last week because I said um, it was start bench cut, and it was Sean Kemp, Larry Johnson, and Chris Webber. And I said start Kemp. Bench grandmama, cut Weber, and we're talking all in their primes. And I had a dude tell me, I, you know, I was tweet. It, basically, I was crazy. And I asked him, I said, "Did you ever see grandmama playing his in his prime?" I'm not talking about New York yet, Nick. I'm talking about the dude that came out of UNLV with the gold too. Did you ever see him play in his prime? If you didn't, boy, you missed you, you missed a great one. His back when it never went out, he would have been a Hall of Famer, a World Champion, and some more. But he was still productive because he changed his game. We don't do that type of stuff in our group. We let you get your opinions off and say what you got to say. And we sit there and we have intelligent discussions. So I thought I just had the boss BJ. You there, brother? I am here. I'm here, brother. There you go. There you go. And ladies and gentlemen, the man that keeps it all running, the man that Keeps the checks coming. I ain't even had to dribble my check this week. The boss, BJ. Hey, man, you know what? I had to, uh, I had to go to the bank. And I like to touch on the next one. I'm pleasant, threatening remarks. So, you know, we should be good this week. Good, good. Guys in the truck got paid. So, hey, that's all I'm worried about. And uh, to what you were saying about that. And, and I saw that. That was, uh, it was Weber. Sean Kemp and Grandmama. Mm-hmm. And I look, and it was just one of them things. It's a couple of them that just you just sit there like, no, this I can't do this right now. I can't process this. You talking about all these guys in their prime, and then you know, you sit back and you like, I, right. you know, you talking to your brain like, talk to me, talk to me. Which one of these guys? And I'm like, 
who's number one? Who's number one out of this group? And I said, if we're talking about in their prime, Larry Johnson. You know, Larry Johnson in his prime would be number one. We're talking about in his prime. We're not talking about Cleveland, Sean Kemp. We're not talking about, you know, we're talking about the rain man. We're talking about can jump out of the gym, you know. I'm taking Sean Kemp. I, I, I just, I, you know, like Larry Johnson, if you didn't watch Larry Johnson play, even if you caught Larry Johnson, New York Larry Johnson, he had evolved his game and more, more, more was more of a complete player, I want to say. I, 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 I guess I don't want to say that complete player, but he, he had to develop his game a different way because of the back injuries. He wasn't a high-flying Larry Johnson no more. It was jump shot, you know, mental game, Larry Johnson in New York. And you, every now and again, you got some of the old grandmama, you know. Um, Sean Kemp was just unstoppable. Sean Kemp was just unstoppable at one point in his career. Chris Webber, all-around game, never was no high-flyer, never – if you're talking about the least athletic out of the three, he's he's the least athletic out of the three in their prime. So, like you said, KG, you talk to people, we always will welcome open discussion. We always welcome um, whatever whatever your opinion is, whatever your whatever you want to talk about. But bashing people and stuff, we don't we don't do that. Here. We might rag on each other now and again for. A comment or opinion, but we've tried to make this a kind of a you know I don't want to say safe space because it ain't safe. It's far <laughs> from that. But we try to make it a, a good space where you could talk sports on any level, whether you're a beginner, whether you feel like you're an expert. Notice I said feel like you're an expert. Um, so you know it's it's just interesting when you when you talk sports. I'll pull up an example. Last year, I made a comment that, you know, the Wizards, I, I forgot exactly what the comment was, but the Wizards with Russell Westbrook, you know, was basically going to be a a bottom, bottom, you know, that six to 10 playoff playing team. They, they, they weren't going to amount to anything. Russell Westbrook isn't a really good, player when it comes to leading a team. He's a, he's a he's a good three fourth option. And I got killed in the comments by all the Russell Westbrook fanboys and man, you don't know what you're talking about. It isn't Russ. Russ isn't the problem. Hey, Russ wasn't the problem. He wasn't the solution either. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, now that Russ is sitting in L.A., humble as Humble can be. I don't hear from none of these people that defend Russ because it's like he's, you know, I said a little bit on the last couple of shows, Russ is exposing himself, which is fun for people like me and Gary that enjoy it. That's, that's said for a long time. Russell Westbrook isn't a guy you're going to build your team. He's, he's, a, he's a piece, and, and I, I, even saying this right now, if the Lakers had the right point guard, Russell would come off the bench. Russell would come off the bench. 
and you know it's a different kg let me just ask you this yes, can, sir. You, can you imagine and i and i said this before i said this before when russ was here and he played so out of control can you imagine what type of player he would have been if he had came in the league with larry brown like Allen iverson did he'd be talking about right well george carl would have let him play like that no yes yes but george carl wasn't afraid to to approach you right right you you talk about the old school coaches not necessarily old old school i think that he came in the league with scott brooks and scott brooks is just he's not a good coach he got saved by potentially you know the way the way they vote hall, hall of famers in now three hall of famers russ is going to get in because of the triple doubles katie is going to get in and you know they're making tribute videos for james Harden quitting on teams so he's probably gonna get in. he's probably gonna get in too so it's easy to win and look good when you got three Hall of Famers, potentially, you know, depending on who you talk to any day of the week, the best scorer in the league and Kevin Durant. It's easy. You look good. You could throw anybody out there coaching, but there's no discipline. There's no structure. It's basically, what do you guys want to do? I'm here for you. Not, no, you fucked up on this play. Or sit down for a little bit. Or you bench next game. You're going to sit a half. There's no discipline. There's no structure. And you can't run a team like that. You can't run a team with your players running the team. There's only certain players that get that, 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 that nod. And Russell Westbrook isn't one of those players. Bradley Bill isn't one of those players. So... I'm way off topic. <laughs> it's all good. But these are the type way of discussions we have in the Sideline Junkies 24-7 group. And we are always open to discussion. You want to come on, you want to have a discussion about something that you agree with, you didn't agree with, it doesn't matter. Hit the email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. We can set that up. We always open to that. But be it, you spoke the truth. You spoke the truth about Russell Westbrook, you spoke the truth about how we look at things and we conversate. All of that. All of it. So you weren't off topic. You proved the point right there. That everything that you said, you knocked it out the park. But see me, I'm not going to come back like, well, PJ, you're wrong. Only thing I'm going to say you're wrong about, I don't think James Harden is a Hall of Famer. He had, since this rule change, he's been, you know, very mediocre. Well, Um, I and and I, that's why I said what I said. The way, you know, he's quit on teams. Like, just what he did with the Rockets, old school, that would probably eliminate him from the Hall of Fame. Unless he came to Brooklyn and they won three or four championships in a row, he was averaging 30 points. It, you, he would have to rebuild his legacy. All he has to do, they don't even have to win a championship in Philadelphia. All he has to do is be... You know, James Harden, 26 to 32 points a game, you know, scoring again. He's the, the Hall of Fame votes a week. They're the weakest there ever been for basketball and football. You know, I, you know, you look at the list and, you know, I, I guess I don't know if we've addressed this, but, you know, the Hall of Fame finalists came out for the NFL. And I just looked and I, I said, I don't care who got in. I told Gary this long as. Uh, a lot of people 
crazy. He was the most electric, this, that, and the other. I'm going to send you something, KD. I'm going to send you something. Uh, no, I'm podcasting. it, okay? All right. You want to come in here and, and toot the horn and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, he only he only does it when I'm on the... Um, I'm going to send you something. I'm, I got to do this right now. I have to do this right now because I, I, I want to hear your reaction on air. I'm sending you this link on the WhatsApp. I want you to look at this link right here. And I want you to tell me what's wrong with this link. This is one of the points in the show where we're going to hold up because I want to see what the big guy KG sees. All time yards from scrimmage leaders. Okay. Jerry Rice, Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, Frank Gore, uh, Marshall Falk. This is all in order. The Danian Thompson. Is it? Barry is Sanders. It? Is it? Hmm? Who yeah, it's all. Who missing? Uh, from scrimmage. Yards from scrimmage all time. Who missing? Total yards. I would believe that. Well, they don't count. They don't count what B. Mitch did because it doesn't count from scrimmage. But I would think he was he would be missing, but they don't count because it's not scrimmage yards because he took a lot of punts and kickoffs. But he should be he's number two in all purpose. All purpose. That's what I mean. Yeah. All purpose yeah. yards. Yes. yes. And I think out of the top ten, I think eight out of the top ten are in the Hall of Fame. Yes. And all purpose yards, if you pull up all purpose. Yes. And that's a that's always been a problem for me. Always been Thank a problem. You. Yeah, I, I pulled up the wrong thing, but he, he knows what I'm talking about. If you go look up all-purpose yards, Hall of Fame, I'm looking at him now, and I'm, let me send this to you so because I gave you the wrong list. Number one is in the Hall of Fame. Three, four, seven, eight, I believe nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 will, will be, 14's in the Hall of Fame, 15 will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Now, here's the thing. Out of everybody in the top 10 that's not in the Hall of Fame, Frank Gore will be in the Hall of Fame because what is he? He's number three all-time in rushing. You're going to put him I, in the Hall of Fame. I really don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He won't be first in the but he's going in. Yeah, I mean, if you – he, he the last what four five years have just been garbage yards. Mm-hmm. He, hasn't, he hasn't been productive. He hasn't made no difference in no team. It's just basically I need to I need to play so I can get these yards and and, and try to pass whoever I can and make make my case for the Hall of Fame. That's basically what it is. But you know he was trying to come back to do the. Yes. To break the lead, to break the record, because they knew if he had two years to break it, he could break uh, Emmitt Smith's record. Because I think he passed Walter Payton. He's just behind Barry Sanders by like six, seven hundred yards, something like that. But looking at this list, they're not going to let him do that. No, because I've said this before. I said Brian Mitchell needs to come on back, and he needs to come back and just pop off. 217 yards to pass Jerry Rice. Just because Jerry Rice amassed these yards 19 years. Brian Mitchell did it in 13. Tell me that's not a, a, 
you know, a, a good feat. Darren Sproles, you know, he was considered exciting. He's been on the on a on a list. Um, Steve Smith uh, Senior has been on the list, but these guys, Frank Gore, you know, he's still active, but he's still running around trying to break records and still play. I don't know about Larry Fitzgerald, what he's going to do. He sat out last season, hasn't, you know, really said anything. But I'm just, it always, when they, you talk Hall of Fame, it always blows my mind that these guys are not in. And to see Sam Mills and Tony Baselli finally go in uh, this, this, this go-round, and I'm like, it's well overdue. But here's my problem with that. It's people that actually knock uh, Baselli going in. Like, they were actually upset that Baselli went in. But I'm like, for five years straight, Baselli was the best tackle in, in, in the league. Sam Mills, one of the best linebackers in the league, one of the smartest, undersized, and one of the smartest linebackers in the league. I just, I don't understand people's uh, logic behind, you know, some of these players going in, especially the older players. If you didn't see him play, you didn't see him play. And and if you and if that's the case, it's not fair, you know. And this is something you have to learn as a sports fan as time goes along, because you're stuck in what you saw, you're stuck in what you've seen. Like I roll my eyes every time someone says, "Oh my God, look at Kyrie's handles," this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, do you know who I watched growing up? Like, this is this is on it's on par, but let's not talk about this guy like he's the greatest ball handler to ever live. Let's stop that. Please stop. Mm-hmm. He's he's really good. And you know, I, I understand, you know, the kids that are my age when I start watching ball, that's what they're seeing. They don't know who Allen Iverson is, they don't know who Zeke is, Pistol Pete, they don't know these guys, you know, magic. They they don't, you know, when you're talking about ball handlers, you know, just have it on a string. You know, they they never seen it. So they until they grow up and start learning their history, or you know, if you have that sports figure in your life, that older sports figure that can show you, I right, hey, that's cool, but I want you to look at this. That's cool, but look at this. This is where it came from, you know, and and I know KG probably sitting over there steaming. Because I left Ross Strickland out. Ross Strickland was a really good ball handler. Like, so when you talk about, oh my God, look at this. Yes, he has a really good handle, layup package. Yeah, great. I don't, let's, let's slow it down when you say the best. Well, I agree with you 100%. And speaking of the best ever, that's a great segue. Because we got to unveil this Super Bowl team. We almost 20 minutes in. We ain't even got to the Super Bowl team. Now, we this is voted on by the fans. Like I said at the top of the show, voted on by the fans, listeners, and everything. We compiled a, a list of each position. Quarterback, running back, two running backs, two top receivers, a tight end, uh, two tackles, two guards, a center. For the offense, two defensive ends, two tackles. We run the 3-4. I'm in a 4-3. Uh, three linebackers. Uh, two cornerbacks, one safety, one free safety, one strong safety, and a coach. Now, this is voted on. Everybody voted. Votes are done. The coach of this team will be none other than Joe Jackson Gibbs, and he will be leading out on offense. One, Tom Brady. 
in the backfield behind Tom Brady, you'll have Marcus Allen and John Riggins. The two targets that he throws to on the wideouts, Jerry Rice and Lynn Swan. His tight end, oh, his favorite target, Rob Gronkowski. Up front, protecting QB1. You got Joe Jacoby on his left, Eric Williams on his right. Gene Upshaw as the left guard. Larry Allen as the right guard. The great Bill Curry as the pivot man. You don't know about Bill Curry or Gene Upshaw or Larry Allen. Larry Allen used to be one of the strongest men in the league. Bill Curry, what, three Super Bowl appearances? Uh, one with the Packers, two with uh, the Colts, I believe. Very, very smart. Um, two Super Bowl rings. Uh, defensively, your ends will be Bruce Smith and Reggie White. Your tackles are Randy White and Joe Green. Your linebackers, Jack Lambert, Lawrence Taylor, and Ray Lewis. I guess Lambert or Lewis, well, I guess Ray Lewis will play the middle. Lambert played the uh, the weak side, and Lawrence Taylor played the strong side, or vice versa. Uh, your corners, nothing's getting thrown on these guys. You got Mel Blunt and Deion Sanders, two lockdown corners. Ronnie Lott is your free safety and Jack Tatum as your strong safety. We didn't even do kickers or, or, or punters, but I guess Vinatieri would be your kicker and your punter would have to be uh, Ray Guy. You know, let, let, let's just do it like that. But Desmond Howard as your kick and punt returner. That's your Super Bowl super team. I don't see any weaknesses in this team, to be quite honest. What do you think, boss? Well, like we always say, hey, you know, and, and it was fun because, you know, the big guy KG put it so everybody could vote on it. So if you got any problems and you didn't vote, hey, next time get your vote in. Because, you know, I think the options that were put together were very solid, very solid. You know, you're talking about all-time Super Bowl team. And, and, and me and KG, I forgot what position we got to and then, it was something we didn't talk about. I said, well, should it have been Super Bowls, ones, or appearances? Because, you know, you had some really good performances in the Super Bowl and that team's lost. And I, and, I, and I think we agreed that it could be just Super Bowl performance, period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of opened it up. If it's winning, then it's, you know, it's a totally different um, uh, ball game. But – I think it's a good, solid list, man. I really do. I, I am a little upset we didn't do kickers, cause kickers and punters, because you know we 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 talk on this show how important special teams is, and we forgot it. Yeah, it was sure enough forgot it because it was hard getting out the 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 list that we had because I you know that took four days to pour over that list and 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 find names that you know I didn't want to go with the 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 top names and oh these are names that everybody knows now when we were talking super bowl guards i was like okay i got jerry crane jerry crane was the first one that that i picked um larry little bob kuchenberg nate newton of course gene upshaw and then also i had uh art shell as with the tackles forrest greg ron yary mark two and a you know i was pulling out names centers jim otto ej hall kit ho you know i had names that of players that had been the super bowls but didn't win you know, it, it was it was it was tough, but it was fun, you know, and I thought when it came down to linebacker, 
I thought uh, Matt Millen, who has five championships, been to what five Super Bowls? Every team he's played with, he's won a Super Bowl with. And I was like, you know what? He 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 could have been one of those starters. Then I'm thinking about it now. Jim Burt could have been uh, one of the tackles because of how good he was, you know. Um, and it was tight end when we got the tight end. We were talking about tight end, trying to pick out, you know, we wanted to put Shannon Sharp on the list. But, you know, Shannon Sharp, three Super Bowl titles, but he only played in one Super Bowl. He got hurt in two of them, hurt his knee. Uh, you pulled up the, the stat, boss, of Dan Ross, who had one of the best Super Bowl runs. And if it wasn't for Joe Montana and that comeback, he would have won Super Bowl MVP with the Bengals, you know. So we, we we went through a lot, man. We went through a lot, and it was fun. But next time, next time we do this, any type of team like this, we got to start at least a month in advance so we got time to pull everything up. We yeah, can't do it I, the week before. Yeah, and I think that's why, you know, it was, it was – I don't want to say it was a rush job because I think the list is solid. But at the same time, like you said, it definitely should have did it. As soon as the AFC and the NFC championship games were, were done and we, we could have done it, we would have had two weeks to kind of put it together. But, you know, and we, we, we live and learn and we'll do a better job um, with preparation next time around. Right. So, well, we got a game today. And, you know, you got the L.A. Rams at home pretty much, but they're the away team. Uh Versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Rams are four-point favorites. Over-under is 48 and a half. Uh, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about this Super Bowl today? I mean, it it, it doesn't feel like a Super Bowl atmosphere because I don't know. But, I mean, I'm older now. I used to get excited for this. Like, I'm talking about getting up. Like, I'm getting ready, playing the game. Good breakfast. You know, walk through. About 5 o'clock start getting taped up and, you know, making sure everything's straight and putting my uniform on by 530 because kickoff is at 630. So, you know, I used to get excited about it, but I'm not as excited, but I'm excited. So tell me your thoughts on this game. How do you feel? Uh, and also, who are you picking to win? Um, Well, I think the, uh, the older you get as a fan, and, I, you know, I say this all the time too, I think every member of the sideline junkies has watched their team, been alive and watched their team win the Super Bowl, if I'm not correct. Um, who, who, who uh, the Nubian Sumo, who's his team? You know, who's his team? He's a Carolina Panthers fan. So he's, he's at least watched his team go to a Super Bowl twice, I believe, right? Was it twice? Yeah, twice, yeah. Yeah, they went twice, New England and Denver, they lost both times, but they – so, you know, he, he might be in the same boat as me. I don't, I don't think any anybody's in the same boat as a Buffalo fan. But, you know, you're looking at this. I don't want to say I'm not excited for the game. Um, I'm right in between. Like, you know, trying to take the emotions out of it, trying not to look at it as a Buffalo fan. Like, I'll be really disappointed today if Cincinnati leapfrog Buffalo and wins the Super Bowl. You know, it's, and that's just me as a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, but if you're just looking at the game, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good game. 
think it's going to be a really good game. This is one and done for L.A. They built this team to win a Super Bowl. So they this is this is pressure on them. You know, this is a lot of guys that, you know, that are on loan basically for them. Um, Cincinnati is young. The future of the AFC. Um, I think that, uh, you know, depending on what happens in the NFC North, that's that's going to be the NFC North for the for- foreseeable future. I think Baltimore is going to fall behind that. And I say, depending on the quarterback situation, depends on what Pittsburgh does. Because I think the defense is there. They just you know, need a quarterback. But for the most part, uh, Cincinnati is leapfrog Buffalo, Tennessee, and now Kansas City to, to be number one in the AFC. So Cincinnati right now is the pecking order. Because the way they beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship game, you know, deserves some some credit, some merit. Uh, the Rams did what they were supposed to do. Okay, hold on, Brian. Um, they, they 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 got out of a, a really good NFC championship game with the Rams. Of, I mean, uh, the 49ers. The 49ers probably a play or two away from taking that from them, but they won. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be close. It's going to be a, a – Tight, hard for a battle, and that's what the NFC Championship game was. Um, but now you have the Super Bowl, which I don't like that it's at the home stadium of the Rams. Uh, I really think they should maybe announce this with pick the pick the Super Bowl stadium with like week week between week twelve, week ten and twelve. You could almost guarantee you could pick. Somewhere where a team's not going to be, you know, you can pick, um, uh, I don't know who uh, KG at, at, at the week 12 and at this week 12 point, who wasn't going to make the playoffs that they could have hosted the Super Bowl because mm. this is ridiculous. This is the back to back years, Houston, Houston, Houston. Um, she could have put the Cowboy Stadium up there. Yeah, you know that's what I always say. Um, but see, the thing is, you have to, you have to be prepared for these Super Bowls, and it, it takes preparation because you got to get the city right. And then everybody, here's the thing: you have this SoFi Stadium, this new stadium, state of the art, and you know that this is the new baby. So of course, it's going to host the Super Bowl. But here's the thing: everybody's giving out these warnings, telling you know everybody coming into town, it's heavy gang activity down there. You got to watch yourself. And I'm like, okay, I get what, you know, it's L.A. and everything. I get all of that. But that's, I mean, that's almost the equivalent of having a Super Bowl in the 80s at RFK. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, D.C.'s hardcore and everything. But, you know, D.C. was at one point in time the murder capital of the country. And, you know, we're not going to get into that. Because I could go into a whole diatribe of how things got tore up, but not gonna get into that. But that's like the equivalent of having the Super Bowl in DC. Now it's one thing if it's Washington, because you know it, it's the home team. But you having visiting people and all these celebrities and stuff, a lot's gonna happen. You know, it's always been like there. You remember a long time ago? I think I want to say it was All Star Weekend, two thousand one, when they had the uh. The 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 All Star Game at MCI Center, it was MCI Center then. What was that? Cameron got robbed and uh, 
what was he riding through Riverdale or something like that in a Ferrari and they pulled him out the car and, and, and shot him and shot him in the arm. I think, I think that was that, that around that time, but either way, Cameron, big rapper. I don't, I don't know why I don't remember that. I, I remember. I remember he was riding around the Ferrari and they pulled him out the car and shot him. They didn't kill him. I mean, they shot him in the arm and robbed him with some jewelry and some money, but you got to keep the car. But that's my whole point. Just because you see nice buildings and things, you know, we got a lot of gentrified areas in this country. Don't mean it's safe for you to roll up in there. You got to have the common knowledge not to know. Let me not roll up in this place shining like this. Let me not roll, roll up in here stunting like this. Because you being flashy and you stunting, it's always somebody waiting in the cut to bust your dome open and take what you got. And that's being real. It's saying it was in 2005 during Howard's homecoming. Howard's homecoming. Okay. Still, it was still in D.C. You out there stunting. And Howard's homecoming is one of the things that draws the biggest crowds of course because it's a historically black university you have the parties the fraternities the women and then you got women that don't even go to that school to come up there how many times we used to ride through howard university homecoming at least three times every year and all you got to do is ride you ain't got to go to none of the parties you can ride and see all the sites so you know but you don't go in there stunting Cause somebody will knock your dome off, and that's the same thing with this Super Bowl. Don't go in there stunting. But be they're gonna they're gonna pick places that has the new toys, and LA has the new toy. Um, and I and I get I get that, but it's just it's you know it's like if Cincinnati goes in there and win in their house for the Super Bowl. Like the ultimate slap in the face. Super Bowl, and, and I don't. What I don't agree with you said is, you know, you need preparation and stuff. No, they don't. No, they don't. It takes them the two weeks they need to, to to get all the media trucks and stuff lined up. If you do it, if you if you name four sites of possibilities in the beginning of the season, that way you don't have this home field advantage. LA shouldn't be playing a Super Bowl at home. It shouldn't be. It just it just shouldn't happen. Tampa Bay shouldn't have been playing the Super Bowl at home last year. You know? And we you know we talked about that a little bit about the Super Bowl and the nice weather stop Brian. You know, no, no, just like just imagine, you know, I know it never happened, but just imagine if the Super Bowl was then today at FedEx Field, it's snowing, it's cold outside. You know, the field will give you challenges and stuff. That's what football is about. It's not about perfect weather and nice amenities and stuff. Like, you know, one of if you're a football fan, one of your dreams is to go to the Super Bowl. And Chad Ochocinco posted something, posted the ticket prices in L.A. Unless you save up for this for 10, 15 years, you can't go to this. And by the time, and by the time you save up 10, 15 years, the ticket prices probably will double. You know, you had to get lucky and win tickets or, you know, if you work for a good company and, you know, you, you're the highest producer and they send you to the Super Bowl. You can't afford this shit. You can't afford this. At all. So, no, nah, I, I think it should be two or three stadiums, maybe even four in the beginning of the year. It doesn't take that long. We're, we're talking about 2022, social media age. As soon as they name the, the Super Bowl 
where it's going to be at in week 10 or whatever, then preparation can start. It doesn't take a whole season for preparation for the Super Bowl. All they got to do is, you know, close off some streets, find out the hotels where the players are going to stay at, the routes they're going to go to. They can figure out where, you know, the practice time, if it's not uh, enough, you know, room for both teams or whatever the case is, because I don't know how the teams are practicing, but I'm sure, I don't know if the Rams have a separate practice facility. Uh, Because, you know, if they did, then, you know, Cincinnati could be practicing at the stadium, you know, or however the case is. You know, it doesn't, Casey, it don't take a year to figure that out. It just doesn't. It, It doesn't. It doesn't. So, I agree with that. I agree. Now, the thing is, they pick two. Is it? Is it used to be three years in advance, but I think it's about a year, two years in advance, where they're gonna have the Super Bowl at. It's always done at the the the, the owners' meetings in March, before the opening of free agency. They always, you know, vote on where they want to have it at, and it's the same rotation. You know, it's either the West Coast or it's you know somewhere down south, Florida, Texas, never in the north. Or you got a dome stadium up north, like uh, Minnesota. Uh, I think next year it's gonna be in Las Vegas. Of course, you know it's always it's always where the money is, where the money reside, where the money reside. Of course, and it's like the highest bidder. Mm -hmm. You go to the biggest, newest stadium, you know, and I guess we'll see, you know, if you know if Dan Snyder continues to be the the owner of the Washington Commanders, and if he builds a new stadium, stadium will he get a Super Bowl? Because I mean, that's, that's, that's been the trend, right? You build us a new big stadium, you know, with all the amenities. It's going to have to be a dome or retractable roof. Has to be. And that's my gripe with Buffalo building a new stadium. You know, they've always oh, not going to have a, it's not going to have a roof. It should. It should. It should. Um, it should at least be retractable because, like I said, you know, the first meeting and, and I off topic, you know, the first meeting where Buffalo played New England in the regular season where Buffalo lost that game, it was real, real bad weather. You can close the roof on that game because that's not an advantage for either team. Both team plays in, in crappy weather, cold weather, snow, you know, they're used to that. You open it for you open it for Miami. You open it for Tampa Bay. You open it for Houston. You open it for the Rams. You know, there's no point of opening it for Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland, you know, uh, New England. There's no point of opening, you know, Detroit. They play, yeah, I, I would open it for Detroit because they play indoors. Minnesota, open it for Minnesota. You know? I agree. So, I hope, hold another subject, but you know, give us get back. Well, uh, who who you picking to win this game? I think the I think the Rams. I'm hoping the Rams does. I don't know if, what I would do if Cincinnati won the Super Bowl. I, I just I partly beside myself in in anguish. You know, another you know, kind of like a slap in the face. You know, you're waiting for your team to make their Super Bowl appearance. And, you know, Cincinnati did everything Buffalo couldn't do. You know, we had one week where Buffalo 
loses and everybody's like, oh, my God, you know, both teams should have a a, a, a touch in the, the playoffs. It's not fair. And then you go to next week and Cincinnati basically takes the game the way Buffalo can. So if they win the Super Bowl, I'll be hurt. I will be hurt. But I think it's going to be the Rams. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a, a really good game. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to say we're looking at uh, 27-24 to Rams. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this because <laughs> I'm going the other way. I'm going Cincinnati. I still think it's going to be a close game. I agree with you there. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to last second field goal. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Let's just say that. It's going to be a good game. And we're looking at Jeez. It's going to come down to a field goal, let's say, 24-21 Cincinnati. Joe Burrow rides off into the sunset and as a Super Bowl champion, but him and Jamal Chase go down in history at the end of their careers. And I'm, I'm foreshadowing here as possibly the greatest duo of all time. I'm, I'm And it's really, really hard to say because Montana to Rice, Young to Rice, Name it the Maynard. Uh, those were great. Du- those are the greatest duos. Um, Kelly to Reed. Great duos. But I think they're going to be up there. They're going to be mentioned in the same breath with all of those duos. Let me just put it that way. And, and if they come out and win a Super Bowl against this defense, because you got to look on what, what's on the other side of the Rams when you're looking at their defense, pass rushing. You know, depending on who you talk to, top two, top three corner in the league, depending on who you talk to, the best corner in the league. If they go out there and beat this unit, and like I said, this unit is on layaway. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. The whole team is, is, is a couple pieces on layaway. So this, gonna, this is going to fall apart after this. You know, it might be some players willing to take some low office and stuff, but I think they're significantly over the cap. So they're going to have to figure out, you know, what's what when it comes to uh, who they can get back next year for what. But, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a that's going to be a it's going to be very interesting to see if Joe Burrow can navigate through, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Ron Miller. And it's a couple other names I'm forgetting and it's not on purpose, but they have, you know, some really good pieces on defense. And, you know, but I think the Rams, I mean, you know, I think the Rams has have enough on offense. So I, I, that's why I'm going to stick with the Rams. Um, it's going to be interesting. To- yeah, I'm, 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 I'm about to shoot myself in the foot. And I think I might, I might doom the Cincinnati Bengals with this, but it's a new, it's a new Super Bowl and we got list. Uh, let me go ahead and turn this piece of paper over. Uh, when it gets district taco, we get burritos. We get the tacos with the transmission fluid. What's good? Long as there's a toilet somewhere after that. <laughs> so, like, like right after the last bite, it has to be a toilet within ten feet. All right, Super Bowl bet. Let me put this down. So I can put in the book Super Bowl bet because I look. I'm on the. I'm always on the losing end of these. I got Cincinnati. BJ got 
LA, and the bet is District Tacos. All right. Well, there it is, folks. It's on air. It's in the books. Let's see how that works. Now, last but not least, before we get up out of here, John Riggins, the great Rigo, Subo MVP, uh, Subo champion, made some comments earlier this week because of the Washington, excuse me, name change. And then they made a jersey, a 44 jersey that said Washington Commanders, said Commanders across the front. And it was, it wasn't burgundy and gold, it was red and gold. And it had John Riggins on the back. And he said, pull it down. I don't want my name on a commander's jersey. He's really upset about the name change. Uh, as well, a, a lot of former players are upset about the name change and that it was chosen to be commanders. But here's my thing and my take on it. And B, you tell me if I'm wrong. John Riggins never played for the commanders. Daryl Green never played for the commanders. They never played for the commanders of the Washington football team. Sean Taylor never played for the Washington football team or the commanders. I, I feel that if you never played under this team name, there should be no merchandise with this name on it. Now, it, where it used to be in the ring of fame, you knew what era the player played in by the helmet. You know, like the guys that played under Lombardi, you had the yellow R, and Lombardi and Allen was the, the, the R and the yellow helmet. You know, guys like Bobby Mitchell had the, the, the arrow. Sam, uh, Sammy Ball had the leather helmet. You know, guys like uh, 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 Daryl Green and, and the guys from the 80s had the red skin helmet with the, uh, the, 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 the two ball face mask. Guys that played later on when Sean Taylor got his, I think he has a three-bar face mask. But it's also all Redskin logo, okay? How can you try to market merchandise for a player that never has played under this franchise name? That's like saying, you know, you're going to make a West Unsailed Wizards jersey. Wes Unsell didn't play with the Wizards. He played with the Bullets. I, I I don't understand why these things keep coming up and then people get out bent out of shape because a player says, I don't want my name attached to that. They have that right, you know? I just... Sorry about that. I got, I got knocked off. Um, but... You know, you you were very vocal and, and hurt. You know, uh, when the name change hit. Um, you know, it, it it seems like time and time again, you know, by, you know, what this franchise do that they're they're out of touch with their fan base and their former former players. It's just it seems like they just like they come in in the morning without any thought, without any type of process. Nobody's comparing those. Let's just do this. You know, let's make it commanders. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not joking. Like, I, you know, of course, you know, I understand the name change after years and years of, you know, pressure and going back and forth. You know, you reach a time in the social media age where the pressure, you know, 
was very, very, very heavy. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, call for a name change. I would have been fine if they left at Washington football team. And I know people joke about the name and stuff, but that's an old school league startup name, you know? And I like the numbers on the side of the helmets. Um, you know, you still had the burgundy and gold, um, the color scheme, and you could have, you know, done, done some other uniforms and stuff. I didn't have But, um, yeah, you, um, I can understand where John Riggins is coming from. I can understand, you know, like they should have reached out to him. I want to know if they even had dialogue with some of the former players. Like, look, look, this are the names we're thinking about. What do y'all think? Well, from from this New York Post article, and he was talking about, uh, you know, he's disenfranchised, but he said, I can't for the life of me. This is me, John Riggins here talking. I can't understand how anybody once played under the old franchise name, the original franchise name, could possibly want to be part of anything with Washington Commanders. Now, uh, they say Doug Williams. Of course, Doug, Doug Williams works with the team. Um, Joe Theismann, who does a lot of PR for the team. Mark Mosley, De- uh, Dexter Manley, and Rick Doc Walker showed up for the official rebrand, but they weren't the only ones. Arakpo was there. Uh, Fred Smoot. Um, Ricky Williams. Uh I wouldn't say Doug Williams is a pawn. I say he's a, a a token because they took all his power from him, and he did. He was doing an excellent job, and you just pretty much just have him there as a front. You know, and, you just paying him. And this, and then you know, this might be unpopular opinion, and Commander fans don't want to hear this, and you know, but you become a pawn when you accept it. Mm. When you have your power taken away, when you have no real authority, when you're just there to be there. When you're just there because you want a Super Bowl for the team and it's good to have you around and take some of the brunt of stuff if they need you to come out and speak on a uh, fuck up or something they did. Like, well, roll out Doug Williams. You know, yeah. sexual scandal, Sean Taylor, Jersey retirement. You know, what can we do in the future? You know, we'll bring Daryl Green back, Daryl Green Day. You know, we're, we're going to find stuff to do to, to kind of take the pressure off. So that's why I say you become. You become the jester when you allow it. When you when it when it when it's happening, you don't put your foot down. That's why I say. It. Now here's my thing. For everything that Doug Williams has done for this organization, from the Super Bowl win, MVP seasons, the uh, front office moves, because he he deserves a lot of credit for a lot of gems that were found in late rounds. So he deserves that. I think he deserves more than just a quote-unquote token role. When he was the – what was he – I forget what his title was before now, but it was a, a lot better title. And then to have him moved around like this and you're promoting people over him, you know, that's kind of crazy. But back to Rigo. Rigo said he doesn't he, – you know, he doesn't knock heads with anybody – that did show up, but he, he said it's more along the lines of they just invited you to your own funeral. You know, it's like the history of the Redskins being erased. 
and he says he won't say the old name because you know if it's offensive he said i'm not native american i'm not trying to offend anybody so i won't speak the old name but you could have picked something better and he said he it said that he talked to daniel snyder soon after he bought the team and said something to him about changing the name so he's cool with the name change but he says you could have picked something better than commanders and i i feel that way most of the fan base feels that way you could have picked something better than the commanders everybody wanted red wolf some people wanted red tails and i was like i really don't want red tails because somebody's gonna have a problem with that well there there were white pilots why didn't and you know why 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 are you not honoring the white pilots why are you honoring the black pilots it would have been an argument there that's why i didn't want red tails i was like nope because it's gonna be a problem red wolves was the the the, the big pick that everybody wanted because it sounded aggressive it sound and so much to go with it, you know, FedEx Field, the place that was once known as Jack Kent Cook Stadium, the cooker, you know, now it's just like the package and it's not even the total package, but it would be renamed the Wolves Den. You know, it was so much. And then it had Red Wolves had a connotation to the area because Red Wolves are indigenous to this area. So it works. But you chose commanders. Of all things to choose, you chose commanders. I can't get behind it, you know. I, I don't think I think this will be the one time that I don't buy any merchandise. I really won't. But I feel what Rigo is saying, and it's just, it just it it feels weird and surreal. Let's just say that. Boss, she still there? Yeah, I'm here trying to get the chitlin to calm down a little bit. But um, no, nah, I, I get you. I get you. And, you know, I always say you look at patterns. When, you, when you're evaluating people, things, businesses, what are the history of doing things? What, how do they react under pressure? How do they treat people? You know, whether you're the boss, whether you're the janitor, how do they treat people? And this, this, this football team, the commanders... The football team, formerly known as the Redskins, since Daniel Snyder took over, has treated people and fans like shit, basically. They've been secondhand. They've, you know, I always say, you know, for what you've been going through the last couple of years of just losing football and bad football, why aren't you handing tickets out in the community for, for your... Instead of having an empty stadium... Or a stadium that's 70% the other team's fan. Why not go into the community to people that can't afford to go to this game? That can't afford these tickets to this stadium? And hand some tickets out. You ain't got to hand 30,000 tickets out. Because you figure, you know, you're going to make some money off of it. You know, let's just say it's a father and son going to the game for the first time. You know, father, you know, father, mom, whatever it is, they... We do it all the time for our kids. You'll find a way to scrape up and I'm going to get them a hot dog. I'm going to get them a souvenir cup and a hat. You know, that's, that's what I'm going to do, you know, and it'll be your last. But, you know, it's, it's things that this team could be doing that they don't. And you know, like I said, you know, when you when you see the way they handle things, events, you know, the allegations that's been going on, you know, the stadium upkeep. You know, the way you treat it in the stadium, 
it's just like it's not welcoming as a fan. So, you know, I, I it's it's just so much with this with this team that's going on, and then you know the, to do Commanders, which was probably one of the least favorite names. Um, it's just it just seems like everything else this team has done it was rushed. You know, they they made the announcement that hey, it's going to, the name is going to come out. Two, two, twenty-two, and now you look at it, it's like, damn, did they make the name up right when they made that announcement? It was like one of the worst kept secrets ever. Like, you know what I mean? I and I'm like, okay, maybe they're gonna pull a fast one. Maybe they're learning, and they're gonna put this commander stuff up and bam, throw red wolves down. We got you, Washington Red Wolves. Welcome to the den. Okay, KG would still be running up ninety five if they if they named his team Red Wolves. Right now, he probably what was that last week? Yeah, would you probably be in Jersey by now? Probably so. Probably in Jersey by now. Still running. Still running. So it's just sometimes it just seems like they do stuff just out of spite. It's just just it's just how it feels. But, you know, it is what it is now. It is Commanders. Um, you know, I would like to see some type of logo, which they, I mean, did we have a Commanders logo? Not, and not, not just the name logo, but is there a man with a machine gun? I mean, what, what, what is, what's the logo? Of course there won't be a man with a machine gun because that's perpetuating violence. So, I mean, what's the logo? <laughs> there isn't one. The W. This is the most basic. I mean, I thought nothing could get more. Nothing could get more uh, basic than the Brooklyn Nets logo. Just a B, black and white. I thought nothing could get more more basic than that. So, this is just a basic rendering. Now, here's the thing. You go from Redskins to football team to commanders. And the 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 the, the commander definition commander, a person in authority, especially over a body of troops or military operation. We ain't even in control of our own destiny in the NFC East. What are we in control of? Honestly. Honestly. The more I talk about this, the more I get a headache. Because I can't understand for the life of me why this wasn't thought out. You had 18 months to think this out. Definitely doesn't. It we, definitely doesn't seem thought out at all. It, it just seems, like I said, and that's why, you know, I say, you know, you just go look back at how this team operates. And it just seems like nothing's planned out. The whole Sean Teller thing doesn't mm. seem like nothing. None of that was planned out. When you had the uh, the uh, I think before that that the Sean Teller was uh, was honoring uh, past players, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That and nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. It just doesn't seem planned out, and the timing of things seem questionable. You know, sometimes it seems like it's just a smokescreen to kind of like take a little bit of heat off of us, and we'll do this. 
it doesn't seem genuine. And, you know, hey, we'll see. Winning cures everything. They got a lot of work to do on the field. But, you know, the off-the-field stuff, if you're a fan of this team, it is what it is at this point. You know, as far as the name, there's nothing you can change. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, you know, and the sideline junkies will, you know, it, we'll address them as commanders. And we have to have shows going forward addressing the needs of this team on the field. It don't matter what their name is. Can they win football games? Can they get a quarterback? What are they going to do? They got they got some holes to fill, questions on the field. So um, I guess you just kind of take a deep breath and just go get your Washington Commanders jersey. But we aren't boot, boot lickers, and we are not commanders. Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But it's going to take me a long time to pony up to get some, some merchandise, so. But I'm with Rigo. I, it feels like history has been erased and everything. So I just I don't want it to go that route. But here we are. But uh, we got a game to a, a game to, to get to later on tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the Super Bowl. If you haven't already, go back and check out the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs from last night with the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. And the Nubian Sumo James. Uh, they got it in hard and heavy last night. I had to sit out, but it's cool. I'm here today. Um, hopefully, I'll be here next week and the week after. But we shall see. But that's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. You know, we Super Bowl ready. And I'm ready. I can already taste those tacos. Come on, Cincinnati. Bring my tacos home. Until next time. We the sideline junkies and we are out of here.